All right, how's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. Okay, here we are. And uh, I feel like it's kind of a new start for us, Ian, because we're, uh, we're, we're kind of starting fresh. Yeah, we're not doing movies for the first time ever. Yeah, yeah, first time we're not covering a movie today. We're getting started with covering simultaneously the Batman 1966 television show and Batman the Animated Series will alternate weeks. So this week we're talking about the first four episodes, or really first two episodes of the Adam West Batman TV show, and then next week we'll do some episodes of the Animated Series and just kind of alternate like that until further notice. Unless a movie comes around like like Joker or something like that, then yeah. obviously we'll cover, you know, whatever DC superhero movie comes out. But um, yeah, other than that, this is what it's going to be for the time being. We'll try and focus more on those and less us just blabbering about movies in general because <laughs> we've been doing that a lot lately. But we'll still have some of that, and obviously we'll still have movie swap as well. So uh, Ian, real quick, we'll try and keep it a little briefer than we normally are. Um, have you been watching, uh, watching some movies this week? Uh, I have, uh, actually, no, not really. Not that many, I don't think. Yeah, I've only watched um, four. Yeah, uh, let me see. Well, because I've How been rewatching it? horror movies, that's been what I've been kind of trying to I, do. I saw. For, uh, Halloween, Yeah, no, I only, so. yeah, not too many. But yeah. yeah, if you want, if you want to go first, say some of the ones you've seen. Yeah, uh, I've only seen, well, I've seen four, three, um, not including our, the movie swap movie. Um, I watched The Current War, um, which is a movie that actually was made in 2017, but then was shelved uh, amid the uh, Weinstein stuff and some other uh. reasons kind of shelved that. Oh, this is what happened, apparently, because um, Current War was made se- several years ago, and it was released initially in 2017, but apparently uh, it was rushed. Um, it was not completely finished yet, but the studio rushed, rushed director uh, Alfonso Gomez Rejan or something. I don't know how to pronounce that. But uh, they rushed him to get it into like the Toronto Film Festival or something. And he was really embarrassed by it because it wasn't finished. And so then with uh, some like I think the wine scene scandal and stuff, it kind of mm. got shelved, which was a good thing for him. Because he was able to finish the movie now. And so technically, what has come out in theaters this past week was the director's cut of The Current War. Put that in mm. quotation marks. Uh, but it's also the first kind of real, real uh, wide release of the movie. So I saw that, and it was okay. Um, yeah. It's an interesting story. You know, Thomas Edison... Um, oh my gosh, I just blanked on the... Uh, Westinghouse, Westinghouse. Thomas Edison, George yeah. Westinghouse, and then uh, Nikola Tesla... But really, it's Edison and Westinghouse kind of fighting to be the monopoly, I guess, on power, like giving power to the whole country. So it's pretty cool. Benedict Cumberbatch as um, Thomas Edison and Michael Shannon as George Westinghouse. They're both great. Uh, Although Benedict Cumberbatch at this point, as we've talked about with a lot of actors, he definitely has a type and he plays pretty much the same character in every movie. But he's really good at it, so. Uh, uh, he he has some range. Did you ever see yeah, the yeah, imitation yeah. game? Yeah, yeah, but but again, that's kind of the same type of character he plays. 
Well, just, like, I guess like the hyper-intellectual. He plays some high, like brilliant, kind of yeah. misunderstood, kind of a dick, but unintentionally. And, you know, he, I mean, he he's kind of got that down. Um, no, yeah, you're not wrong. Sherlock Holmes, Doctor Strange. Um, yeah. pretty, he's pretty much always that. But anyway, that's that's what he's playing as Thomas Edison. But he's good. Gotcha. Um, Michael Shannon is fantastic. He's probably the best person in this movie. As George Westinghouse. Uh, Nicholas Holt plays Nikola Tesla. He's good. Um, Catherine uh, Waterston is uh, Mar- Marguerite Westinghouse. Tom Holland plays Samuel Insole, who's like the assistant oh. to Benedict Cumberbatch. So it's kind of weird. I haven't seen a lot of Tom Holland movies. Right. So that's kind of interesting seeing him do that. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty good. The editing is the worst part of the movie. It's all over the place like and they tried literally they tried to cram too much into one it's an hour and 41 minutes long and they try and literally show the entire race like every aspect tesla didn't even need to be in the movie that character was useless i I, like he what he did bring some valuable things but ultimately this movie you could have left it out and it would have been better like that's ultimately the problem Everything's done well, and it's an interesting story, but just too much crammed into uh, to l- uh, less of a movie. Um, saw that. Yeah. I watched Girl on the Third Floor, a direct-to-video horror movie. I only watched it because CM Punk is in it in his first starring <laughs> role. And I watched it for my wrestling podcast that me and Harris do called Behind the Gorilla. So check that out, at Behind underscore Gorilla on Twitter. Um, not much to say about that movie. It's a direct-to-video horror movie. It's meh. Um, and then yeah, I watched I mean, The Lighthouse. From that description alone. Oh, yeah. Uh, first time director and stuff like that. Anyway, um, I watched The Lighthouse. Yeah. Did not like it nearly as much as all the film snobs. I understand sure, like, anyone who loves it. I totally get it. Well kind of like Ad Astra. Uh, yeah, I like that Astra more than this, though. But Okay. Um, well shot. The acting's amazing. William Dafoe and Robert Pattinson are just phenomenal. It's very natural. Um the the production design looks awesome. the The effects are awesome. The story to me is just kind of meh. I mean, it, it it's it, it's built as a horror movie, which I didn't even know until like today. Um, because it's made by the guy. What's his name? Oh, I, did I didn't Witch. get that vibe at all. It's made by the guy who did. Yeah, the Robert Eggers. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, it's two guys stranded on an island, going insane. I mean, to me, the story wasn't really all that original. Just kind of the interpretation was a little different. Uh, very psychological, yeah. obviously done well, but it just wasn't that enjoyable to watch for me. Um, sure. uh, some parts, some parts were, but, and then ultimately it's just kind of like a weird version of Prometheus, hmm. the myth, um, which I don't know oh, if you're okay. familiar with, but I it am, basically yes. is Prometheus is punished for bringing fire to mankind. So, uh, punished by Poseidon. So he's chained to a rock and has to sit there while the, like the tide laps up against him and then he's like basically his flesh is eaten by birds every day and then he heals and then has to go through it all like the like the next day and mm-hmm. that's kind of where they go with this movie a little bit but hmm. i noticed some parallels but anyway i mean like everything's done well i just ultimately it's oh, just yeah. not one i necessarily enjoyed and won't be watching again no i totally get that i still want to see it and now i wish i had had you watched the uh, the witch instead of uh, Green Room, because then oh, it would have been yeah. a little bit more fitting. But that, that's still on the list. We'll anyway, still get just, to that one because I do real, like the witch. Yeah, just real quick, those were just three movies I watched. Okay, yeah, I haven't really seen anything noteworthy. Uh, I, I saw 
this movie called Six Days, which is based on um, 1980 when a, a terrorist took over the Iranian embassy in London uh, for like, yeah, for six days. And, you know, they were making all these demands. They had hostages. And then the SAS was sent in to uh, eliminate them. And they managed to kill all the terrorists. Uh, one hot or two hostages were killed over the course of six days. But like really great story about like a really successful rescue and everything. And the story is really cool. Movie's not great. Um, it's not. Lo- it's definitely lower budget, but it doesn't look like it. You know, there's some reputable actors like Mark Strong and Abby Cornish and stuff. But you know, the script is the worst part. And again, it's like if if you actually watch the documentary and there are a couple of good ones about it that really like actually actually interview the people involved, it's it's a lot more interesting than the movie does the credit. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So that was okay. Um, the only other ones I watched was The Ice Harvest, which came out a couple of years ago with um, John Cusack, Billy Bob Thornton, and uh, Connie Nielsen. And um, it's, it's kind of like a dark comedy, definitely inspired by Fargo a little bit. Um, it's, it's written by Harold Ramis, which is one of the reasons why I was kind of excited to see it. I remember seeing the trailers where it looked funny. Um, yeah, it's about these like two guys who are trying to like rob from their... Um, boss billy bob and john cusack and it takes place on christmas eve in this crappy little like midwestern town and um i don't know it's it's, it's like the best part is the script because again it's written by harold Reeves mm-hmm. and uh oh, john yeah. cusack is yeah john cusack is great um you know i'm a big fan oh all yeah, the pratt course. is also in it oh um, nice yes ready to rumble yeah yeah so <laughs> a, a good cast and some great dialogue and stuff like that but uh overall just Okay, like I, you know, if you like, it's worth watching if you if you're bored one day. But um, yeah, nothing too memorable. So yeah, you know, not great. But then the only other movie I saw was uh, Rounders with um, okay, Matt Damon and Edward Norton. I've never I've seen heard a that lot before. about that movie, but I've never seen it. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, people rave about it. They, you know, in terms of like movies about poker, people say it's probably the best. Um, and and I and I liked it a lot. It's uh, yeah, like. Matt Damon is like this kind of professional underground poker player, and he he tries to he has like dreams of being the world series of poker, and he goes to kind of bet everything he has um, in his underground room. And John Malkovich is like this Russian guy who's really good and mm-hmm. like wipes him out, and so like you know his whole life is like put on hold, and he has to regain all of his money and stuff. But his uh, best friend was Edward Norton, who went to uh, jail for like you know some petty crime or whatever. Right. And he finally gets out and they kind of get reunited. But Edward Norton is kind of like the bad influence. It's like, no, you need to keep uh, keep gambling and stuff. And like now Matt Damon has like a girlfriend. And he's like trying to become a lawyer and stuff. So it's kind of like him conflicted between his two like passions and stuff. And it's really good. Um, nice. Yeah, I definitely recommend that one. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. That was it. Uh, so, yeah, that's what we've been watching this week. Now it's time to talk movie swap. I watched Green Room and watched The Exorcist, uh, our final Halloween. I, I know this is coming out the day after Halloween, but whatever. Uh, yeah. It's close enough. So uh, close we did enough. it. We did a few for Halloween. And um, so uh, I guess I'll start with uh, Green Room. Gentlemen, I hope you appreciate the situation. Things have gone south. No doubt. Now, whatever you saw or did, 
is no longer my concern. But let's be clear, it won't end well. This is a movie I remember hearing about, but I had, like, I, I never even saw a trailer for it or anything. I didn't know anything about it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that this movie is about a punk rock band uh, basically getting stuck in a venue that they played at, um, which is like a bar for neo-Nazis, and then they have to, like, fight them out, or fight them, or fight their way out of it. And it's a very... And it's a very interesting movie. Um, the it main is. main guy is Anton Yelt, uh, Yeltsin. Yelchin? Yel- Yelchin Yel- I think so. Yelchin, yeah. And uh, I think this is one of his last movies. Yeah, it was. And um, he's great. He's great in this. I thought everyone was was good in this movie. Um, oh yeah. Real low budget, kind of indie indie feel. Um, movie, and I was a little worried about because I heard so many people talk about. Or I saw so many things about how disturbing and uh, like the violence and all this stuff is, and it—I don't know. It, it, it maybe I—I I put my expectations too far because it—it wasn't maybe. as disturbing as I thought it was going to be, which is which is a good thing. Um, <laughs> but no, well, I enjoyed this movie. Like, I like I yeah. Go ahead. Well, I mean, there's a, like yeah, because I had the same thing. I heard like, oh my god, this this movie is uh, gruesome, and you know, right. I was uh, thinking like, brutal, like and- Saw. Oh sure, yeah. And then it, no, it compared wasn't to even that, close. There, there are two that really stick out to me. The one is when um, they knock out the security guard, where they kill him, like you know, because they suffocate him. Yeah. And then they're like, make sure he's dead, and and they use a box cutter to like open up his stomach, and that was pretty. Oh, they use a box cutter. Cool. They, they. I've never seen yeah, a box I, cutter used more in a movie than. Uh, yeah, and and, it, than in and, and and the gore is is done really well. So it it's is. like it's not it's not fake. It's not CGI. So that stuck with me. And then of course the guy. Uh, who gets shot in the head with like the shotgun was like the only one that stuck to me. But yeah, really not not terribly. Well, the guy who got his violent. throat eaten out by the pit bull that was yeah uh, that was a little, I, yeah little 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 eh. But uh, sure. yeah, it was not nearly as much as I was worried it was gonna be. Um, no, it wasn't like every scene something's like right gruesome is happening. Well, that's one thing I kind of liked about it too. I mean, nothing really happens for, like the first like forty five minutes of the movie. Um, sure. And I I I, I just liked that. The main people are this like, ter- this like super, just no money punk rock band. I don't know if I've seen any movie where a punk rock oh, band yeah. is like the main thing. So I I liked that. I thought that was cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, they play a venue and then they accidentally see a, a murder, and then they're trapped in the green room. Hint, hint, the, the name. And uh, yeah, which I got like. As it was going through, I was like, oh, that's why it's called Green Room. Okay, got it. Got yeah. It. I was waiting for a green room. Um, well, it was kind of green. but uh, <laughs> A little bit, yeah. And, you know, so the neo-Nazis are trying to figure out what to do with them, led by Patrick Stewart, who's just great. And that's very, oh, very yeah. weird seeing him. Yeah, very different role. In this role <laughs> as a neo-Nazi leader. And it's, it's, it's funny. It's interesting how it just slowly just deteriorates. Like, both yeah. sides don't want this to deteriorate anymore. But obviously, 
the band is trapped. They can't do anything about it. And then mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart just slowly realizes that it's just getting worse and worse. And then it just goes to hell it by really the does. end. And I also loved how, okay, spo- obviously, whenever we talk about mo- anything, it's spoilers. Just if anyone yeah. doesn't know that by now, sorry. Um, I loved how they just kill people off. Like it's very yeah. realistically done. Like every time they try something, someone dies. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, well, like, yeah, that's probably how it would be. That- the part that I really love, well, not like love, but I really respect is like when they when they first like try to do their big escape, you know, is like when they have the dogs and stuff and everything goes to hell. Like, OK, we're just going to run. And it's like in movie like, you know, you like in movies, they typically do the split up and right. I don't know, someone gets caught and well, they other did people split make up. it like, you know, it's, they did. Yeah, they do split up, they, but they split up from like the panic. It's like as soon as like the dogs come out. Yeah, everybody right. freaks out and goes to flight or fight. Yeah. Um, fight or flight. But I love the one guy who who jumps out the window and you're like, oh, yeah, I would Im- immediately go for an exit. And it's like, but in movie, like in movie terms, like, you know, once you get out a window, you're safe. And it's like, <laughs> nope, he jumps out the window. Right into the other guys. And of course, like real people, yeah, real bad guys are like, oh, no, it's just wait out all the exits in case they come out. And sure enough, he jumps out the window and they're just they're waiting for him and they stab him. It's like, yep. oh, sh-. it's like, that's so real. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, it's very, I think it's done very realistically and I liked I liked all that freaking uh, Pat, who's Anton Yelchin, gets his hand like cut off like at the Ooh, very yeah. beginning, and then literally has it duct taped together the whole time. And I thought he did a great job of just yeah. acting with that the whole movie. Oh god, yeah. Um, all the dialogue I thought was done really well. It was interesting. Like it all felt real. Like the way people would really yeah. talk in these situations, just random stories, just stuff like that. Is the way people talk. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I liked all that. Uh, the ending was was interesting. Him and the that one other girl who I totally did not see coming. Be I did not expect yeah. her to be there at the end. Um, the girl who was yeah, there like at the, the beginning. Yeah, like the image in Poots. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even try to say her name, but um, yeah, she's she's really good. And you know, so they end up getting out, and because they kill, they just kind of slowly kill off a lot of the Nazis, and then a lot of them also leave once those two are the only ones left. Yeah, because that's the good part is that the Nazis are like again they're also humans, so they're right. also just as like incompetent. They're not like criminal masterminds. Right, right. Um, obviously, the pit bulls kill several people. That's pretty brutal. Um, sure. And uh, and then at the end they they find their you know they're basically trying to stage a crime scene to look like the band caused everything. And they just they just shoot them. <laughs> they just yeah. shoot shoot the last guys, including shooting Patrick Stewart in the face, which was kind of cool. And uh, yeah, it was a cool effect. And then I don't know what happens after that because the movie just ends. But yeah, it's a little ambiguous. I mean, of course, you're led to believe that eventually the cops come and I'm right. sure, you know, definitely Anton Yelchin and Imogen Poots make it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, is but again with the tone of the movie, if I, you if you show them, you know driving off into the sunset if you like love life oh, yeah, so that's it's kind of you know appropriate they'd leave it a little ambiguous yeah ambiguously. They, and they had that other guy um uh, i don't remember which name oh yeah yeah uh the the, 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 he's the one that was his name yeah they have that guy who kind of does the he does the the baby face turn there at the end and then it's just yeah, like he, i don't want to be a part of this anymore and helps them so yeah He's definitely like, well, he was the main character in the director's first movie, Blue Ruin, mm. which uh, now I'm curious to see if you'd like that because it's the same style. It's like just real life people and kind of movie scenarios. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, he like he kind of is conflicted. Like you know, he's obviously working with the neo Nazis, but he's not one hundred percent into the cause and everything. So right. uh, he, you kind of are led to believe that he kind of does the right thing and assumingly calls the police at the end. Uh, yeah. So okay, little this movie came out in two thousand and fifteen, um, but it really didn't come out till two thousand and sixteen. Um, yeah. I, I hate when they do that. His letterbox always I mean, says the the like time when it comes out. Like I, I, I saw the lighthouse and like put it in the diary, and it automatically added it like next to like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or something. Yeah, like, and like, then as far it as up your, yeah, and it screws up like your your yearly list. Like it does right. it to me all the time. I'm like, ah, oh, wait, I didn't. It didn't come out back then. Um, <laughs> so I hate it when it does that. But yeah. so this movie came out really in 2016. Uh, it was a five million dollar budget. It made. Wow. Three hundred and seventy thousand, three million seven hundred thousand dollars. It. Yeah, that's a shame. It was a, uh, was not a barn burner by any means. But it didn't lose a whole lot, so. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it has a three point seven on Letterboxd, and it's got a ninety percent critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, seventy five percent audience score, and on IMDb a seven out of ten. So. Nice fair enough for that but uh yeah no i i enjoyed the movie i i liked it it kept me engaged um i thought it was very real you know real feeling i liked the characters and uh yeah i enjoyed it i liked it nice well i'm glad you liked it yeah definitely definitely check it out if you haven't all right so that was a uh, green book and now it's time green to move book. on to ian's ian watched the movie i still can't believe he hadn't seen yet but it was halloween and so of course i had to have him watch the all-time classic the Exorcist. Somewhere between science and superstition, there is another world. The world of darkness. expected it. Nobody believed it. And nothing could stop it. There are no experts. You probably know as much about possession as most priests. Look, your daughter doesn't say she's a demon. She says she's the devil himself. I'm telling you that that thing upstairs isn't my daughter. I want you to tell me that you know for a fact that there's nothing wrong with my daughter except in her mind. You tell me you know for a fact that an exorcism wouldn't do any good. You tell me that! The one hope. The only hope. The exorcist. Ian? Yeah, now I I feel so much more complete having <laughs> finally watched this movie, and that's not sarcasm, um, right? Because I actually I actually did like this movie, which is kind of weird to say, because um, it's not a pleasant movie. No, um, <laughs> it's uh it's it's kind of like my favorite kind of horror movie, where it's again I wouldn't call it scary, right? Um, but it's it's my God, is it disturbing? Yes, and to me that's what sticks with you like more than. Again, more than like the jump scare, yeah, you'll freak out. It's like I remember seeing like my friend driving to that stupid lights out movie 
in theaters. Um, and like, you know me, I don't get scared, but it's like in the theater, pitch black, when you're waiting for the loud jump scare, you're of course going to be startled. Right. But it's like, as soon as I went home, I'm like, I'm not scared of this. Like, I'm not afraid if I turn off the light, the stupid chick is going to be in the doorway or something like, <laughs> but like, but this stuff, like this type of imagery, like sticks with you and it's so effective. And to me, that just, that, you know, it's so much more impactful. Yeah. Um, especially when you set up a really good tone, like this movie did. Oh um, my gosh. Yes. It's weird because like, it starts off not how you would think. It starts off in Iraq for like a good 10 minutes. I like, had totally forgotten that it had started like that. Like, I yeah, totally like, forgot about bring that. Up. I was like, yeah, dang, like, I, I forgot it started like Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, I, I was getting total Raiders uh, flashbacks. <laughs> um, but no, like it, it starts off. It takes like it takes a long time for, for Reagan to actually get possessed and for Father Karras to actually start. Like Father Karras doesn't even come to like. I think like half an hour until the end of the movie. Uh no. Oh uh, no. Father Karras is in the whole movie, but um. No no no. I, he's in the whole movie, but like he doesn't come to the house until. Oh like... yeah, no, not till later. And then you know, freaking uh, Father Marion is only in there at the beginning, then not there till the end. And speaking of which, dude, freaking Max von Sydow is old in this movie, and this movie okay. came out in nineteen seventy three. Okay, this is another thing because I've seen this movie before. But it had been a few years, so I rewatched it again today, and right. I was sitting oh, there, nice. and all of a sudden, I was like, "Man, he looks like the same." And I was like, "How?" Yeah. And then I was thinking, I was like, "Wait a minute, this movie came out in 1973. That was like 40 something years ago." And I was yeah, like, and he's still alive. And I looked it up. I was like, "He's 90 years." Old. I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." And I was like, "Wait a minute, no, no, no. He would be in 43." In 1973, like, this doesn't make any sense. And then I looked, and he's wearing old person makeup in this movie to age him, oh. like, 20 years. He doesn't look That's anything so like this at the time. And I was trying to think, and, and literally the old I age wonder. makeup was spot on, because that's exactly oh my, how I he didn't, looked I didn't even know. later. Right, I didn't either. And another thing, I was thinking, have you ever heard of an actor being cast to play 20 years older Ever. I've never heard of that in my life. The only time I've ever seen actors with old age makeup is when they're a younger character than have to be an older character at some point. I've never seen this before. Yeah. Ever. And he kills yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Oh, he does? Yeah, because I had no idea that was old man makeup. I was like, wait a minute, has Max von Sydow just not aged for 40 years? Like, yep. that's not possible. Right. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's the crazy part. And then, like, literally, I mean, it's... The next half an hour is really just set up with uh, the mom, which I forget her name. It's uh, uh, it's um, Chris. Uh, Chris McNeil. Yeah, Chris McNeil. But it's uh, Ellen um, Ellen Burstyn. Like a, Ellen Burstyn. I yeah, think is her name. Burst, yeah, Burstyn. Something, yeah, something like that. Like, an actor, a famous actor who like I had never seen her, and like I I seen her in other stuff, but I never realized like this was her like yeah. you know movie that she's known for. But yeah, she's like a a movie star. I think they live in like Washington or they're they're in uh, Georgetown, yeah, Washington. Georgetown, that's right. But I think they're yeah. there for the movie because she's filming yeah. the movie. Yeah, they're there for the movie, which I had really... forgotten that that happened too. So then I saw them filming. And I was like, I totally forgot there was a movie scene inside this movie. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot because like everything I'd heard about this movie and like the little stuff I'd seen is like I just thought the whole movie would be yeah, just whole movie would be. Uh, Reagan gets possessed and then it's just them trying different things to get the demon out but it's like she doesn't get possessed to like 
probably halfway through the movie, I'd say. Uh, I think it's a little less. It's like 30 minutes or so into the movie, though. It's, but it's, it's a, a ways. good bit. Yeah, I mean, a good bit until you start getting to like the actual like, demon manifesting yeah. itself. Yeah, it, in it her, is like. a while for that. Yeah, because right. what it, what it does a really good job is, is starting off like small, and then of course like how they're trying to rationalize it. So it's not like it's. I love how it's not just straight into oh, it must be a demon call a priest it's like right it's what people would do is is doctor after doctor's visits you know them just trying to rationalize it and like oh like one of the worst scenes is when she they have to do that like spinal tap or whatever yeah and they like oh and like the blood is coming out and they, they, you got that giant machinery that's all noisy i was like oh it's like wait this is worse than probably any of the <laughs> stuff that's you know yet to come Right, right. Like I just felt so bad, and then the effects are so good. It's like, are they actually like tapping into a jugular vein? It, like, yeah, my God. it does look like it. But yeah, no, Linda Blair is is so good because like she's so adorable in the beginning of the film, mm-hmm. and then it's just a complete transformation by, you know, the end of it and stuff. But my God, well, that's now, why like, it's uh, done so well because they spend so much time with these characters at the beginning, and then it makes it all that more shocking when the movie actually gets going. Yeah, so it's like when you want to complain about, oh, it's taking too long to get to the actual exorcist. It's like, no, it's like it's just making you care about the characters that much more and just showing you the complete drastic, you know, 180 that freaking Reagan goes through. Yep. Um, God, no, no, I'm trying to remember, like, everything I like. Like, there's something I really wanted to talk about. The only thing I I guess is it just kind of we're not meant to, we're not meant to really know how the demon found his way into reagan right uh yeah yeah no no i think that's part of it though like that's, you just you just there's yeah. no right there's no reason for it yeah because i it just kind of threw me off because like i just assumed like you know seeing maxwell see that in iraq where he finds a little statue to the demon god or whatever i was right. like oh, okay you expect that to somehow find its way back to the states and like you know reagan to come in contact with it so when that didn't happen i was like oh like oh no it just found her somehow i was like okay well but but I liked how it wasn't, like, telegraphed, you know? Like, yeah, but I don't really understand what was the point of having that beginning part of the movie, though. But I don't either, but that's okay. Uh, the, yeah. the only part that freaked me out, though, is, like, uh, the scene where, like, her and her mom are just having fun, and she shows her the Ouija board. At first, I was like, oh, no, don't tell me the Ouija board is hell. <laughs> she gets possessed. Well, I'm glad that was just a... Uh, it's almost like, like a, them being like, no, like, that would be stupid, like, you know everyone was freaking out with Ouija boards when they first came out, you know, thinking they were a portal to the devils. So it was like, thank God they kind of poked fun at that. But for I a second, know. I was like, I don't know. Ian. Oh no, We've don't let that be the way. We've seen where it, where they are. So who knows? Oh yes. Now this movie is too <laughs> smart for that. Right. But now like where, where the movie, I really like where the movie really sells is obviously the directing with, cause I mean, I remember hearing stories about like how the director, I forget his name. Um, did the movie and like you know with the scenes where it's cold like he literally had the set be it's, like uh, William degrees. Friedkin or Friedkin Friedkin yeah Friedkin. Friedkin yeah like he was you know he was crazy like methodical like practical everything had to like to the point where the actors were like miserable yeah. you know because like he actually put them through it but I mean, but it, it comes through so well and it's like I, I felt bad for poor Linda Blair probably had to be you know tied to a bed in 30 degree temperatures but mm-hmm. Like man, where they're just breathing, and you can just see the the you know the fog coming out, and it's like you can tell it's cold, and and then you got freaking the demon. I don't even think it had a name, but uh, um, no, no, it didn't. Which is cool. I like that. Um, and, uh, but I mean, like again, we talk about the scary or the disturbing imagery. My God, the the scene where 
she takes a crucifix and you know what oh yeah I mean, I mean, that's just, and like a freaking, the mother is like just screaming and it's like, my God, it's like, again, this is so much more terrifying than any type of, you know, jumping out ghost in the ghost in the house or whatever. But uh, like, yeah, I don't even know how to describe this movie. God. Yeah. Yeah, There's not really, there's not a whole lot. Now to me, the only thing I will say with this movie is this movie is not nearly as scary to me as it is for for a lot of people like a lot of people are yeah. saying this is like scariest movie of all time it's on so many lists with that it this movie doesn't scare me at all um i don't know why it just it just doesn't I, like i just i have no it i mean it, it's you know it's disturbing and stuff but it never gets to that point for me and i'm i don't know why i'm honestly not sure why but, I mean, we're, we're, but it just we're, doesn't we're, like you know. I watched Nightmare on Elm Street. That has elements of that, or Halloween, or any any several you know, Poltergeist. All these other movies to me are scarier to me than than this movie. But again, I'm not really yeah. sure why. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, we're obviously the worst, you know, opinions when it comes well, to this because we're not really big horror fans anyway, and we don't and we don't really get scared. But like, yeah, it's, I, I mean, it's also to me like I just demons and, and, and like exorcisms have never scared me i don't care right. like how crazy or how real they may be like just never but again that nothing against this movie um but yeah which is, like, which is also kind of funny because it's like as far as stuff that could be real exorcisms way more likely to be real than you know freddy krueger but for oh, some sure. reason that's scarier to me than this it's really weird but yeah for most people it's yeah. Yeah, for most people it's not that way but for me it's just not as scary yeah but, no, you're but right. that it's doesn't like even matter just as a movie though it's just fantastically done yeah and that and that's really where i i judge it and i really kind of i like it it's just as a movie um the scene that really really sticks out to me obviously like my favorite character is, is father Karras, who's great yeah he is great. um but uh it's the ending which you know spoiler for a 40 year old movie but you know, because uh, established, he has that other priest uh, friend who who went to the party at their house, and mm-hmm. you know he comes back after his mother dies, and like you know he helps him in the bed. But the scene that really got me was where you know right after Father Karras you know takes the demon and sacrifices himself, you know by throwing himself out the freaking window yeah. down the stairs, and you know. But the worst part is that he doesn't die from impact. You know he's he's slowly dying, and his his poor priest friend finds him there, and. Yeah. You know, he gives some last rites. Like, that scene was, like, oh, just the way it was acted. And, like, that scene got me. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, like, that, that was, was really so effective. Good. Yeah, but, Father Karras played by uh, Jason Miller. It's um, like a young Rocky Balboa at times. Yeah, he kind of does. Uh, this was, like, <laughs> two years or three years before Rocky Balboa. Um, or before yeah. Rocky came out. And uh, Max von uh, Sydow, obviously, Father Marion. Um, William O'Malley is Father Dyer, the one you're talking about. Yeah. Um. The other friend and uh. Yeah. Just everyone's at their A game with this thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I again, I, I see why it's, it's hailed as not only one of the greatest horror movies of all time, but one of the greatest movie movies of all time. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. The the craftsmanship and the filmmaking that went into this is is really quite something. Uh. Yep. This movie has a four rating on um Letterbox, which is just about as high as a movie can get. Um. It's got a 8 out of 10 on IMDb, 
Got an 85% critic rating, 87% uh, audience score, which to me is really low for a critic rating of a movie like this. Um, it had an $11 yeah. million dollar budget. It made over $441 million worldwide, $232 million in the U.S. alone. It did all right. It, it did okay. Yeah, especially back then. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of all I got with uh, with The Exorcist. But yeah, it it it, it did pretty well. And um, now now you can feel a little bit more complete as far as your horror movies go, Ian. I do. I, I do like that. I like seeing these these movies that like I know I need to watch and like I've heard everything about and like I'm constantly seeing lists. Is like I know they're good, but I need to finally see for myself. Right. All right. Well, so that was our uh, final edition of Halloween Movie Swap here for this year. And uh, yeah. now we're going to get back to regular movie swaps. So, Ian, what, what do you uh, what, do you have something picked out for uh, for next week? Uh, I think so, yeah. I, I have a bunch. I, I'm constantly adding some. Um, oh, man. See, I haven't um, added any since I first made the list. I've, I, really? added a, I added like 60-something, uh, and then I've just been working my way down from them. Oh, fair enough. No, I'm, I've, I've got a couple that I'm just dying for you to watch. But I think, after making watch Social Network, and just thinking about it, I think it's time you finally watch The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, I knew that was coming. It, it, do not dread coming. it, my friend. This is one of my, this is one of my favorite movies. It's, I know. It's so good. Um, and and I and I'm glad because you're gonna watch this before you ever see the the original one, which people say is better. It's not. This this one is so much better. I feel like the only reason people say the original Swedish version is better is because it's original and it actually has Swedish actors and right. stuff like that. It's like no, like everything else, other than just the actors, you know, obviously being American and stuff and British. This movie is so much better. The directing, the score is amazing. The acting is way better. Like, no, it's it's awesome. Okay. Well, fair enough. So I'll watch Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Ian. We are going way back because, as you said, oh. there are uh, there's a whole bunch of movies that you're like, oh, I know I should have seen. Well, yeah, that's what we're going to stick with at least for the next couple of weeks because I got a handful on here of some classic films, like some pre-1980s films that uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to get you to to get through some of these. Most Actually, most of them are – yeah, yeah. I will, we'll just leave it that. Yeah, pre-1980s. That's what we're going to stick with for a while. But we're going – Way back to an all-time classic on every list of top five greatest movies of all time. And you're going to watch Casablanca. Casablanca. Wow. Yep. All right. 1942. Um, and this movie is awesome. Um, a lot of these movies, you know, are, are good and stuff. But like like Citizen Kane and some of these are just like, I, you know, I get it, but... I don't really like it all that much for whatever reason. Right. This one, not the case. I really like Casablanca. I just all now right. I just watched for the first time maybe like two years ago, um, but it, it is one that I really really enjoyed. Humphrey Bogart, Ing, um, Ingrid Bergman, and it's it's an all time classic for a reason. And the other things that I like about this movie is it's not like most of these classic all-time movies this movie is 100 percent 
like the equivalent of, I don't know, a, a blockbuster type movie. Like, it's not this highbrow, artsy driven yeah. type old movie. Like, this is like made for a general audience movie. That's still great. It, I know, but that's what I, that's why I think it makes it even better is it's enjoyable oh, yeah. to watch. Like it's fun, the pacing is good, it doesn't drag. Like so so I I was surprised cuz I you know, it's on all these lists with these other movies, but it's not really like most of those. At least I I felt yeah. it was different cuz it was more general audience type movie. So Well, uh, awesome. Cuz I that's how I that's one of the reasons like I love Shawshank cuz Shawshank yeah. is always on, you know, considered one of the greatest films of all time, but it's, it's not like highbrow enigmatic like what is this it's like no it's like everybody can love this yeah yep exactly so that's that's what Sweet. i liked even more so about about casablanca so that's what you'll watch well, very next nice. week. and it's not that long either so oh that's fine now i'm excited all right so that's what we'll watch for next week movie swap i'm watching girl with the dragon tattoo and ian is watching casablanca